are live. We're live. We did it. We did it, dude. Is there a topic today? What are we... Honestly, I'll, I'll let you guide. Uh, that's probably a bad decision, but there's no... There's no plan here. We're on WTJ. There's no preparation. We just fuck around. Um, yeah, dude. I had so many plans today that I just, like, did not do. You know? What were What were the big plans? I was going to work out. I was going to, like, bake you cookies. Like, I was going to be ready for this podcast. I need to stop staying up until, like, the wee hours of the night. Like, I think, like, I just lately am going to bed at, like, dramatically late. Like, I think I went to bed at 4.30 last night. One day this week, the sun was coming up. You know what I I did to fix that? Because I used to be the same way. Like, You're I, like I got sober. Well, no, no, no. In sobriety, I slept the least. I know that's the problem too. Is when you're sober, those thoughts creep in, well, yeah, and it's terrible. Because like when I was, because you know, for a while I did cocaine, but then I just cut back just to drinking because I was like, yeah. oh, this will solve the problem. Yeah, you know? it's the coke. It's just the coke that's the problem. Yeah. But like when I was drinking, I would start drinking like pretty heavy the moment I got home. So I would really like o- when you got home from work. You would just like crack one open. What was your drink of choice when you were drinking? Because I didn't know you when you were drinking. I wish I did. Yeah, well, I you didn't... sounded like a fun time. I, I mixed opinions on that. It really, <laughs> there's some mixed reviews on on drunk Chris. <sighs> but like, it. Uh, I also wasn't doing as much comedy. You know, I wasn't because I was drunk all the time, so I wasn't taking it as seriously. I definitely wasn't traveling. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna drive to Jersey. I can't drink as yeah, much. Yeah, you're I like should. I'm fucking hammered right yeah. now. Because I was relatively responsible like i didn't really ever drive drunk that's good like it was fun because like a lot of people didn't think i had a problem in connecticut because i would go to the the mic or the show or whatever and i'd have two or three drinks tops at, at the show like a respectable amount yeah. over the course of like two hours you know normal. right and then i would make an excuse to leave or like oh i got then you would booze have and i would go home and just drink like an entire bottle of vodka by myself Jeez. So- yeah the drinking of hard liquor alone is when you're like i think it's time to cut back well, I did this thing for a while because, like, the beer. So I, I started, like, trying to drink beer instead. Right. And that became... I'm a big beer drinker. Yeah, I used to love beer. Yeah. But, like, I have, like, a weak stomach. Yeah. So I would drink, like, ten beers. And, and I then would you'd be, like, shitting your pants the horrible. next day. Yeah. So what I started doing is I was like, I'll be responsible. So I started cutting it down to, like, four or four beers a night and I you was knew like, your limitations well no here's the thing i was like okay i've i've reduced i don't have a problem because i only drink like four to six beers a night but i was getting like those 10 percent ipas oh, so shit. each beer was really like two and a half yeah beers, it's like know? a beer and like a loaf of bread and yeah. like all of this shit so i had four beers last night but it was really like 12 Bud Lights, oh, you know, yeah. if you were doing normal beers 100 percent. Yeah. that's kind of my strategy too with like drinking is I won't drink doing comedy, but yeah, like I'll have a couple, maybe like last night was hard hosting. So it was like, normally I wouldn't drink before my set, but I was also like, this is not going well. Like <laughs> I need to like have a drink. Maybe that will help my hosting yeah. skills. And then yeah, afterwards is when it gets like, then I'm just like out with some comics at a bar, you know, which is fun. I had a good time, but I went to bed at four thirty in the morning and yeah. then woke up at like, one well i used to think that like okay now i'm not drinking i won't do all these crazy hangs but i just do other stuff like my mind's still racing so it's like well i kind of need the hang too after a show too it's like what like kind of puts a top on the night and i like like just chatting with comics you know talking shit 
Yeah, well, it's like last night I do the show, right? And yeah, last night, where was that show? Uh, it was in this place called Stonington, Connecticut, which okay. is like right on the border of Rhode Island. Yeah. It was a fun show. It was like in this weird factory. It was yeah, like very bizarre. That. Sometimes those are fun, like... But what was the location? Was it literally just like show up at this factory? So I guess, because <laughs> I don't really know much about the town, but I guess what happened, what I surmised by yeah. looking, is it was like the, it had been some sort of functioning factory. I don't know what they made there, but it was like yeah. this place called The Mill, The Velvet Mill. And I Maybe guess, they used to make velvet. Maybe. Yeah. But I guess whatever the industry in that town was like left decades ago, and I guess some entrepreneur like bought the space and tried to turn it into this like cool artist collective yeah. so there were like there's a spot like that in Hackensack we've been doing mics at it's like a photo shoot yeah, situation yeah. can be like they have a green screen like to the left just like random shit cameras what? everywhere it's like a guy filming our sets professionally I'm like dude like no one wants to see this like what are you doing with this check out my open mic set in front of eight comics exactly in, in front of a photo shoot <laughs> situation we, we individually mic'd all seven of the audience yeah members. the first time I saw I was like, dude, like, who's watching this? Like, are we live right now? Like, what's going on? And then he admitted to me last time I was there that he, like, watches them all, like, multiple times. And I'm like, why? Like, that sounds like so much work. Like, I don't know if he thinks he's, like, our manager or whatever. I was like, I'm not going to buy any of these clips. (laughs) Listen, I wish someone liked me enough to watch my open mic sets. I know. It was actually very sweet, too. And he was like, you know what? You guys are getting better. Like, he was like, it's really cool to see each week, like, how you guys get better. I was like, good for you, dude. Yeah. But, oh, but afterwards, right? So the show ends. You went to the casino. I went to the casino. Because the two guys I know on the show, like, were from New York, so they had to go back. So they're like, oh, we're leaving immediately. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wanted to hang. I know. I hate when everyone (laughs) peels. I'm like, damn. So I didn't know what to do. So um, I called my friend Mike, who's also a comic, because he just finished a show in another part of Connecticut. And I was like, oh, we talked about shows. And he's like, hey, you know, um, we're equidistant. We're both 20 minutes away in different directions from Foxwoods. Oh, let's meet in the center. Yeah, so it's like we've been going to Mohegan a lot, but maybe Foxwoods. Are you a big gambler? So (laughs) historically, no. Like, especially when I was using drugs. Never, because in my mind, right? The money's for the, the drugs. The money's for the drugs. Yeah, you can't risk it. You can't risk it. But then there's other drug addicts where, like, they need to, like, they get so down bad that they need the casino because they think they're going to, like, yeah. win a bunch of money And then I'll buy drugs. a kilo, I'll flip it, I'll turn it all yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. It'll... But, yeah, so we go to the casino, and I've been going to the casino, like, in the past six weeks, I've probably gone to the casino five of those weekends. Damn. And before the last, like, Two months, I'd maybe been to the casino once in my life. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like a casino. It's a fun vibe. It's a fun yes. hang. Well, you know, now that I'm sober. Because you have an activity to do, you know? Yeah. And now that I'm sober, I go to the casino and I started gambling because I never used to gamble when so I was. So you're like, I could actually get good at this. Yeah. I would I would go and just do whatever show I was doing at um, Mohegan and immediately leave, never gamble. Mohegan, but, sun. Yeah. They they have sun, a sun question mark. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, but I start gambling and it hits the same part of my brain as cocaine. Well, dude, it's an addict. It yeah. hits everyone. It's like, that's why everyone in the casino is either alcoholic, like everyone's ripping darts. Like, 
it's an addict's an addict. So I'm the same way with gambling. Like, I remember the first time I did it, I was like, ooh, like, I like this shit. Like, I have to stop myself. I'll even, like, bet on, like, sports I don't know. And I'll just pick for, like, the biggest return just because that's, like, also what we want. We want that little dopamine hit. Well, listen, Atlantic City is not that far away, right? We're- I've never been to Atlantic City. I was talking about this the other day with someone. What is it? Like, what is the vibe? It's, like, trash, right? I've never been there before, but someone described it to me as, um, like, somehow sadder, trashier Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, just a mini Las Vegas with way less effort put into how it looks or what the vibe is. Yeah. So, it's just, like... I feel you, like I should have gone by now, living yeah. in Jersey, like... Well, because, like, if you go to Vegas, it's, like, you're going there for, like, a bachelor party. It's, like, fun. I went it's for the Rolling Stones concert, and it was really fun. I won a fuck ton of money that weekend See? in Vegas. I won 900... The first second I got there, I go to the roulette table. I just put... Um, I put like all my chips on 11. They hit. I get 900 bucks. I'm nice. Like, this is going to be a good weekend. Roulette's my shit. I don't really, I like, um, I like blackjack, but every time I go, I have to kind of like relearn it yeah. briefly, you know? You know what I discovered last night I'd never done before? What? I played craps for the first time. Yo, that I want to learn because it looks fun. So there were all these finance bros there, yeah. and I didn't understand craps. So I'm there with my friend, and he's really into it. So he's on like another part of the table. It's hard. Someone's he's explained like, I gotta focus. it before, like to me, and I'm like, this goes over my head. But yeah. It seems like the fun game. Like it's like the group is like in it. You know? Well, no, that was the, all the finance bros. I was like, bro, I have no idea what's going on. He's like, oh, I'll show you, and he's telling me where to place bets. He's oh, explaining, me. and by the end, we're all like betting on the same stuff. So we're all like cheering for the same yeah. result, and like if it. Hits, we're all like, yeah, because we all lost, like, uh, won the same amount of money. If it hit, if it busts, like, we all had the same bet, so we lost. It was like yeah. a team sport. It's a team thing. Yeah, it was fun. You know, they were like hyped up on cocaine. They were hyped. 100%. Oh, 100%. They were gacked. Their jaws oh, were for going. Sure, dude. Yeah. Like, yo, let's teach this guy crafts. Yeah. Like, um, so you normally, what is your normal game of choice, though, at the casino? Um, so I'll, I'll do a little roulette, I'll do a little blackjack. I think going forward, craps is it for me, because that was the most fun. Like, I didn't really win that much money, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, this is so trashy of me. I love slot machines. <laughs> I knew. I was I like, you, you put machines, on your dude. story that you were hitting the slots. I fucking hate them. They're so boring to me. And you just know you're playing the computer and you're going to lose. Like, they're no. not set up for you to win. Here's Here's the thing, though. I've been very, in the past, like, Five times I've gone to the casino, four of those times I've come up, left the casino up hundreds of dollars. On slots, strictly? Um, a mix, but the slots is where I won the money. You know, really? I did everything, but, like, the slots is where I won the money. I just hate putting my trust into, like, the fucking machine like that. I'm like, I need it to be, like, I need to be relying on my own brain, you know? Well, no, there's this one machine. And that's how I feel like when I'm playing roulette, even though it's strictly yeah, all along. I'm thing. like, I, like everyone at this table knows that like th- I've like tapped into a different dimension, you know? But but like I like go to this one machine every time I go to the casino. When I start losing, I'm like, I need to see my girlfriend. And yeah, I the, go to- no, the slot people have their machines. Yeah. My friend who like, um, she was dating definitely like a gambling addict for sure. So she would just constantly be at the casino with him, you know, like fucking off. And like, she was like, oh, this is my favorite slot machine. Just like post up at it. Cause they all have like themes, you know, be like wheel of fortune. Like who's your girl. So, so my girlfriend, as I call her, is this game called, I think it's like Quinn Jin. And it's this weird AI lady. It's always so weird. It's this AI generated woman that almost looks like a picture, but you can tell it's not. 
and she just kind of floats there smiling at you. <laughs> and it's this this Chinese woman. And every time I go to the casino, when I've lost a b- bunch of money, I'm like down. Like I need to be up. I will play like two or three slots of, of that machine. And always I will win. always hit the multiplier where you get like 20 free spins. And then I'll win like $300. Be like, Dude. okay, time to leave. I'm up now. I'm up. I'm That's out. your girl. Yeah, I love And is her. she at all casinos? So far, yeah, she was at Foxwood. She was at Mohegan. I mean, she's popular. Those are our two casinos in Connecticut. We have two casinos in one small state. It's pretty lit. Yeah, I mean, you got it, dude. We like, I don't know. I like going to the casino for sure. the The slots, though, I'll only play them like a little at the beginning just to get warmed up, and I stake out like who I try to see who just left and is like upset, meaning they were like losing a lot, oh, and I'll hit that. Machine, yeah, right? I'll hit that slot machine. But no, that shit, like, I much prefer, I prefer the environment. It's always sad, too, at the slots. You always see a lot of, like, overweight, like, divorced women just, like, fucking hitting it, like, back to back, like, the whole day just sitting there. I'm like, how do you do that? Oh, last night when I walked into the uh, the Rainmaker Casino at Foxwoods, because, you know, they have the multiple ones. <laughs> Did you make it rain? Well, no, I walk in. Is there a strip club, like, next to Foxwoods? I feel like no. there has to be. No? No, my, my strip club of choice is uh, the Minx Lounge in Hartford. The but, Minx uh, Lounge. <laughs> always get great service. But I go, oh. I, I, I go into, because my friend's like, we gotta, like, we're doing the other casino on the other side of the building. I can't, now I can't stop picturing you in this outfit just sitting at a strip club. Like, it's so funny. Oh, here's the thing about the strip club. I'm terrible at the strip club because strip clubs skeeve me out. Like, I don't really like them. I don't It's like- a really weird environment to, like, hang out in, you know, because there's always this, like, external thing everyone's focusing on. Well, it's not even that. It's like, bunch of, I get why my friends like it. They're like, oh, naked girls and get lap dance and stuff. And all that's, like, kind of gross to me. Yeah. So I always end up going because all, everyone else wants to go. And I'm like, I'll go with my, you know, I'm not doing anything else. Right. At least we're not You're going like to when chicks go to the strip club. Like, we're just like, oh, we'll go to hang out. <laughs> yeah. But then I end up just feeling, like, so bad for the girls. I'm like, this kind of sucks. I don't feel. They made horrible choices. <laughs> and they. You're like, they're whores. Yeah, they're whores. They're bad people. I don't feel bad. I'm better than them. I don't feel bad for them. I know. I really I don't view them as people. Right. Um, but, but what I like to do, because all my friends will inevitably go get lap dances, so they disappear. And like some, I've done this a couple times now. It's actually a lot of fun. A stripper, you know, they'll approach you and try to like solicit a lap dance. Like, oh, you want to dance? That's always the awkward time too. Well, no, it's what I do. Is they're like, oh, hey, baby, you want to dance where? And it's like, honestly, no, but how much is a dance? And they'll tell me like, you know, $40, $60, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, how, how long is it? Oh, three songs. I'm like, okay. So that's like, whatever, 10, 12 minutes. I'm like, okay, for that, can we just do this instead? I'll pay you the $40. For can you the, barter with them? For the 15 minutes, but I don't want to lap dance. I just want to like talk to you and know more about your life because you seem interesting and, <laughs> and I'm just waiting for my friends to like be done doing whatever they're Aww, doing. Oh, that's so cute, Chris. And so we'll they just, probably appreciate that. I've had a lot of, it's like almost interviewing a stripper. So they'll sit with me sometimes for longer though. They'll yeah. sit with me for like 20 minutes because we're just having fun and I already paid them the money. And you're not trying to like, fuck them yeah exactly and we'll just ha- dude they're but ironically wild. you might be kind of trying to fuck them does ever spiral into that where you're like i actually have a connection with this stripper well what happened like one it of the first times does. i did it is there was this really cute chick and like she was like my type had a lot of dumb tattoos anorexic anorexic had a lot of dumb <laughs> Chris tattoos. like skinny ass bitches had had uh you know you like dumb tattoos too yeah like what about that uh gets you going I don't. Do you think uh, it is? Uh, I don't know. A woman like 
with a lot of tattoos and like crazy hair and piercings just does it for me. I don't it's know what it is. because you know they're like mentally unstable. Probably. We've talked about yeah. this before, how we like like mentally unstable people. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like. Feels like home for us. Right. You know? And so I was talking to this one chick. Like, like I said, she's my type. We're having fun. We're having a great conversation. And uh, I like ask her like, oh, like what uh, movies do you like? And she's like, um, oh, I really. And I hate that I, question, by I, the way. I hate when guys ask me. I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. This was early in my interviewing strippers career. So yeah. we were figuring out the method. It's but, a lot better. But she she just goes like, I really like Wes Anderson. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? And I was like, really? And so we just start talking about life aquatic, like really passionately. And halfway through in my mind, because I'm so dumb, I'm like. Yo, this date's going really well. This date. I he paid her 40 bucks to like I, sit down with you for 10 minutes. I'm like, I think I might get laid. And then I remembered, oh, no, Chris, you paid this woman $40 to talk to you for 12 <laughs> minutes. Like, this is not a date. <laughs> You're like, about that lap dance now. Like, can we do that? <laughs> yeah, but so we just talked about Wes Anderson films for like 15 minutes. And then my friend got out of the VIP room where I was like, okay, I'm good to go. I'm like, all right, well. He just got a handy. Yeah, probably. He's like, I'm out. And what was her name? It was something like Raven or something? Some yeah. bird name? Yeah. It was not like a normal stripper Raven, name. Chastity, like I was, something. I was like, all right, Raven, well, it was great meeting you. Um, If you ever want to come see comedy, like I do comedy around. And she's like, oh, that's great. I'll do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're plugging your shows to Raven. Always. I always You're like, this- for another 50 bucks, can you come to my set tonight? And be my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, this thing, after every time I interview a stripper, I always uh, tell them my Instagram and tell them to follow me. You have to. That comes after anything. And some of them have. Yeah, some well, they should, dude. Instagram, a lot of dude. times you got to do it on yeah. site. It is awkward because I don't tell if I'm like, if a guy's hitting on me and I'm flirting with him and then he asks for my Instagram, it's always awkward because then I have to be like, oh, yeah, like I do comedy, like feel free to like come to a show or something. Well, I mean, okay, here's what you could do if you want to be mysterious. You, I do want to be mysterious. You could just be like, oh, I don't use social media. Oh, true. I live an authentic life. Like, I'm just not on there. I feel like it's really toxic. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, I lost the follow. You lost the follow. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, ooh, what's this girl's And normally I want to see their shit, too. This mm. guy, the other day at my work, he asked for my Instagram on the way out. He was hot, too. Oh, very nice. This hot-ass black guy, and... Then I see he has like he's like famous, has like three million followers. I'm like, he's definitely just wanted like, like he must like do this for a living. Just ask people to follow. No, because you don't get to three million by asking. I think it was I, that's really, true. I think it was really interested in you. Yeah. Do you DM him? Oh, absolutely not. Why not? Um make the first I in my wildest I, I fantasies would. women DM me first. It's never happened, but that's my what I would be so happy if that happened. No, I'm not against that either. I'm not right. against DMing guys, but once I saw him like, oh like I don't think I have a shot with this guy. He gave you his answer, he wouldn't have yeah. offered, you know? And here's the thing, maybe you don't. Only one way to find out. Hopefully he comes back into the spa. That's no, see that's that's <laughs> that's waiting for life to I come know. at you. You You're gotta right. come at life. I should DM him. You oh. know what? Blaze, if you're listening to this, I'm sliding in this week. I'm sliding in, Blaze. Yeah, his name is Blaze. Are you checking yourself out? Guys, this, I don't even think I'm in the shot, Chris. I, I just realized that there is a... I forgot there was a camera and I caught it and I was like... Wait, it's all on? fucked up right now. Is it? Yeah, I need to fix it. Okay. I don't think is... I've even been in this podcast. We haven't even started yet. The podcast the hasn't started? Okay. We're going to start in a second. Any second. All right. Okay. You let me know. I think we got some good stuff already. We're I warmed know, up. dude. Those will be like the clips. Don't worry. No, we can do it. We can. I wish you. So wait. 
I'm going to go to one of your shows tonight because I don't have any plans. I want to, like, do something. So um, I'd say come to the second one because I'm going to go to the first one and bounce immediately after my set to get to the second one. No, but your first one has a mic after. Oh, so then go to that. Um, get some time in. Who else is on that one? Um, It's Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Colorado's show, I so know. he'll I've, be there. I went to that place before. You're booking more shows in Jersey than me. Dude, I'm so stupid where I don't even resonate that, like, I thought I was you. Wild. Looking at this. But do you know anyone else on the lineup? Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone in that I forgot everyone else on the lineup. All right, you'll show me after and then I'll pick. Because then you're on Pruneau's show. Yeah, yeah. And that's a tough, it's a really small room. Like, I don't love going there because, like, and it's really hard for me to pee there. Do they the s- bathroom is right next to the stage, and I sm- barely fit. Do they smoke weed in, in the... No. Okay, that's good. That was my fear, because I know Pernod is a big smoker, so I was like... No, oh. the meat locker used to be, like, his Ex- shit. Exactly, yeah, because I just... Do you feel like you get a contact high? So, I did a weed show, because I stopped smoking weed way before I quit everything else, mm-hmm. just because, like, I did a bunch of acid, and it started... After I did all the acid, like oh, weed. Dude, acid's the worst. I don't like acid. Yeah, well, it's just like weed started giving me panic attacks after that. I don't know why. It just like changed how my brain operates with it. So like one time I did, right before I got sober, I did a weed show. And I was like, I don't want to smoke. Like, I don't, that's not something I do. So I, I go do the show. And dude, it was so smoky. But like halfway through my set, I was, because I was hanging out outside because I didn't want to get high. So I only was in the room for like 10 minutes. So yeah. halfway through my 20-minute set... I'm high as hell. Just I literally right. just say to the audience, like, I haven't been high in like three years, and I've no, I, I'm so high, guys. Yeah. I don't remember any of my material. Like, what the fuck do you want to talk about? Because I am losing it up here. Yeah, that's yeah. where it is. That's what it's like at that place in Hackensack. Like the fucking the studio I was telling you about. Everyone smokes. You get a free pre roll for just showing up to the mic. Arnold nice. runs it. Do you know Arnold? That name is so familiar. You'd maybe know him if you saw him. Just like oh, constantly high. Like him and Raph just have I know so Raph. much weed yeah. on them at all times. And Well, is Arnold the one with the neck tattoo? Yes. Yeah, lips, I know Arnold. Yeah, I knew, I knew him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't forget Arnold. And you have no choice other than to be like obliterated. It's for some reason though the only place I feel comfortable doing comedy high. Because like no one's judging you for just being like not oh. Oh, yeah, dude. like I can't. Sometimes I'm like mid sentence. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying to you guys right now. It's fucking crazy. You guys like weed? Hell yeah. Yeah, weed shows are tough. Like it's hit or miss. If everyone's like super giggly, or if people are just kind of stoned out, like yeah, you know. Well, I hate them because because um, I'd done other ones before. That was the only one I got like really high at. But the other ones I did too. It's like you can tell they're kind of enjoying it. Right, so like not necessarily like I wouldn't call it that you're bombing, but like you have no idea because they just sit there and they're so high, like, oh yeah, dude, exactly. Sick. Like, but they are enjoying themselves yeah. most of the time. Like the most you're gonna get is like the oh yeah, dude. Like yeah. it's like that's that's you crushing in a weed room. Exactly. So it's not it's not fun. Like I don't enjoy doing them. All right, wait. I forgot to even intro you. Oh yeah. To the pod. All right, we're starting now, guys. We're on air. I think it's over here. All right, fuck it. Um. Yep, there we go. We're on air. We have Chris Warren here. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. Absolute legend. This is actually your second time on the pod. Remember you're featured? I do. In one of the GarageBand episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That was killer. That's when I was like fucking psychotic. I was like pre-psych ward. As opposed to now where you're real stable. Yeah, super stable, you know? (laughs) 
Um, but Chris, we're so happy to have you here. Um, welcome to WTJ. Who's it? Remember this? Who's I remember it? this is good. So good. Who's it? I know I keep forgetting there's a camera too. I wish we didn't have a camera. <laughs> Who's that Welcome back, Chris. So happy to be here. He's got two shows in Jersey. Came all the way from Connecticut to do this podcast. I'm so happy to see you. When's the last time I saw you? It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been. It's been a while. We also used to have this stage where we would talk on the phone, like the phone more. We need to get back to that. Call do you remember any- that? Yeah, call me anytime, bro. Yeah, we need to chat more. Because that's that's the thing is like uh, for everyone that knows me, like I'm very hard to get a hold of over DM or text or anything like that. But so it, you have an Android, yeah, that's why it's like. <laughs> a, but um, because I just don't like my. I, I'll see it. And I'm like, I'll respond to that later. Texting has become like yeah. increasingly annoying recently. Like I have no interest in like having a text conversation that's with why I'm anyone. A, I'm a phone call guy. Yeah, I'm a like phone. I'm a phone call. I'm a FaceTime bitch. Yeah. Sometimes even when my friends are texting me, I'm like, this is kind of awkward. Like, why are we doing this? You know. Yeah, it's just kind of like, like today when you texted me about this, I just called you. It's like, yeah. I don't want to go back. I'll just call. That we'll, was the we'll move, handle it in too. a five-minute call. And I was like, oh, I missed him. I was glad you called. Um, but yeah, you're in NJ. You're getting booked on more. You have two shows in Jersey tonight. I don't even have one, bro. Like, relax, okay? <laughs> Where is your favorite spot to perform in Jersey? Favorite spot to perform in Jersey? Wow, okay, I haven't thought about that. Um... Because it's weird, because you know how comedy, local comedy is like a lot of the rooms I used to do a lot aren't around, aren't around anymore. anymore. Yeah. And I guess a lot of the rooms I think of as Jersey rooms, Jersey te- te- rooms, technically aren't in New Jersey, which is weird. Yeah, like what? Uh, like I love doing the Rhino, and that's where I met most of. Oh yeah, yeah. I um I like doing the Rhino, um but yeah, it's technically New York, right? Yeah, but that's where I it's met far as fuck all the New Jersey comics, right? And then they were like, "I'll come out to New Jersey," but I was so in my mind, it's a New Jersey room, you know? Yeah, um, I really like in I, my mind it is too. I honestly didn't even know that till you said, but it is technically New York, I guess. Yeah, I, I really like. Um, I used to love the Meat Locker back when that was a thing. That was I miss a, it. A great You're gonna room. see tonight, like Chris's new room in conspar- in comparison to the Meat Locker. Like it's a little. It's a little rough, you know. It's very small. Yeah, I feel like a giant. In a, there. a small room can be fun though, if it's if it's got, um, you know, because then you don't need that many people in there to make it feel like a fun packed thing. And with a small room, the the laughs bounce and it gets the excitement in the air and it keeps it contained. It's really small, Chris. Like like mm, the size of this room. Yeah, like just about. Okay. Well, we'll we'll make we'll no, have but fun. you're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. I might be there. Um, it is like fun. I do the open mic there sometimes, but. Um, it is, I do miss the meat locker. I felt like that environment was like very fun for comedy, yeah. you know? Well, it just, I felt like it was very what comedy is, which is like a basement and had all this graffiti everywhere. And there were just like folding chairs and it was like, all right, this is just pure comedy. There's yeah. no glitz and glam. It exactly. just is what it is. You're right on top of the audience. Yeah. yeah. People would crush. Uh. That's the first time we didn't meet that night, but that's the first time I saw you. 
I think you might have been drinking then because you were doing like some wild shit. You like did like crowd work with me, but I think I just started doing comedy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, who is this guy? <laughs> and you pulled the I'm going to follow you to your car later oh, yes, with me. My patent pending uh, move with crowd work with yeah. women. <laughs> I did um, a funny story about that. So the other day I, I was doing um, a show. You were doing the shtick. You were talking about following a girl to her car. So I was doing the show, yeah, in uh, at the Elbow Room in, in Hartford. And there was this gorgeous girl in the front row. And I was doing crowd work with her and uh I figured, you know of course at, at a certain point it led to like uh i was like, like the stripper like yeah. led to like something more i was we were like hitting it off and i was like oh what are you uh what are you doing after this and she's like ah, ah, ah. you do go in like you will shoot yeah. your shot with the microphone in your hand i've well, seen you do it before because that's the thing off stage i am mute i am so nervous i don't I know, talk to people it's so funny and so it's like that's my chance so she gave me something, uh, like brushed me off. And so I was like, oh, I'll find you in the parking lot later. Don't worry about it. And she looked <laughs> horrified. And so after I get off stage, I had to run to like do another another spot. So I just write on a piece of paper my name with a smiley face and a phone number. And I just tap her on the shoulder as she's watching the next comic. She goes, oh, like looks all scared. And I'm like, hey, I had a lot of fun tonight. Here's a little gift for you. And I just. It's so funny though, because you like putting yourself in these random situations and then like can acting like they are real dates like you yeah. doing crowd work with her you thought that was like a date too you're like i had a lot of fun tonight uh, like this was good like i'll see you in a week or so and she looked at me like i don't fucking like want this and i was just like all right bye and i just just ran <laughs> why do you think that is why do you think you feel more comfortable on stage flirting with these women than off stage do you think it's because you have the power of, like, the narrative, you know? Well, I think it's a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that... Um, Fear of rejection. And then if they do reject you, it's kind of just a fucking joke. Oh, I'm sure that's part of it. Although I'm not really that scared of rejection. I was when I was younger, and now at this point I've been rejected so many times, like, you, you can't really hurt me. You yeah. know, it's like, whatever. Can't um, touch me. But it's it, I think it's more that, like, I... I feel like I'm good at comedy, so I'm enjoying myself, and I feel like I'm in my flow state. Yeah. So then it's like, I'm already good at this one thing that you're watching me do, so this is really the best time to sell myself. Yeah. Whereas, like, in a crowded bar, trying to be like, hey. Yeah, that's always tough. Do, do you listen to Smiths? What's <laughs> Hi. Like, it's not as good. It is weird, yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, this is what I do. Like, I'm in my element. Exactly, yeah, They yeah. get to see you in your flow state. I've already made them laugh a couple times. We already have the excuse where we're interacting. Right. Whereas, like, out in the world, you see a pretty woman, you want to approach her. So I kind of... I think that's the hardest part is the approach because it's not even that I'm nervous. It's like, how do I, without seeming completely autistic, start a conversation? Yeah. You just go like, hi! Yeah, it's got to be know? something like, natural. And most guys do, like, fuck it up, you know? Like, say something. Like, it's it's hard to be, like, original, you know? No. Like some guy will be like, oh, I like your shirt or something. And it's just kind of like, uh, all right, like where do we go from here? Well, you know, I have a favorite tactic um, that I use sometimes, not as much as I should because I always forget it in the moment. But when I do use it, it almost always works. If you, it doesn't have to just be for like if you're approaching a woman, right? It, it's just if you want to talk to people, join a group or something in public. And I learned this uh, from a family friend when I was younger. He was a big time party crasher, <laughs> Richard Osterweil. He is a documentary. Great guy. Shouts out. Still Shouts alive. Shouts out, Richard. Living in uh, Chelsea. But he, this was his tactic, and I've tried it myself. It, always, it almost always works. Okay. Is you find a group that is being obnoxious somewhere. So if you're in yeah. a, a restaurant or a bar, you find the group that's being obnoxious 
and you find the group you want to talk to. And you go up to the group you want to talk to, be like, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry to bother you guys. And they'll be like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, hi, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, okay, what, what's up? It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. You see those guys over there? And they're like yelling and drunk. They're like, yeah, we everyone yeah. sees them. And you're like, yeah, I'm so, like, I got dragged to this thing. It's like my friend's bachelor party. And like, I don't really know most of them. But, oh, like, you pretend you're part of the obnoxious group. And she's like, I don't really want to be like, they're, I'm trapped here as long as they're here. Do you, do you mind if I just hang out with you guys? You guys seem like you're doing a chiller thing. Over yeah. Here. And they're almost always like, yeah, hang out. Like, what are you drinking? And, yeah. then, and then, you know, and then you're in. It's the communal, like distaste for that group too where they're like oh he's cool like, and then they feel because you're in. they feel bad for you and they want to bring you in yeah they're yeah. like oh like one less for the obnoxious group too like yeah. on our team then it becomes kind of teams that's a good strategy so that's the strategy you want to approach a group that's that's how you get in yeah that's how you get in there and then when you're talking to the woman later and she's like don't you have to go with your friends you're just like i don't know those people <laughs> and she's just like what and then you're like click doors are locked <laughs> Game over. Like, I'm in. There's no yeah. getting out now. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good strategy. I'm rarely trying to get in groups, though, like in public like that, you know, like I'm more so have my group and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone else, you That's know, fair. because I just do all these gigs where I don't know anyone. I know. Like, I'll just be in fucking Maine and like all the comics will bounce afterwards because right. they're all locals so they'll just be like oh, i gotta drive like an hour to boston so i'm getting out of here i was like i'm not driving five hours back to connecticut i have a hotel room so i'm stuck here for the night it's only right. nine o'clock so i'll just I'll, I'll do that and then make friends in maine and they'll be like oh we're going to another place it's like you know yeah i want to dish it i'll go with you guys where, where are we going yeah and then you're good i feel that at a show no. but sometimes it's hard like do you struggle with navigating with like comics you don't know I try to like, like it takes me a minute to like get acquainted with the situation. And I feel like sometimes I come off like not friendly. You know what I mean? But mm. I'm more so shy just trying to like figure people out. Well, you know, I think with comics and, you know, it depends where I am. But in the Northeast, for the most part, I've, I've had the privilege of going a lot of places. So I know a lot of people. So right. I'll just ask like, oh, hey, man, you're comic going. So yeah, where are you from? And whatever, yeah. pretty much wherever they say, I'll be like, I'll know at least couple people so i'm like oh you know this guy and they're like oh yeah i love that guy and it's like yeah me too it's like yeah and then you're instantly like good you know what i mean yeah and then you're in the you're in the end yeah most comics are cool too but yeah. i feel like sometimes it just takes a minute i'm like oh like i need to sort of i need to scope people out you know i need to read the room a bit get get acquainted and most of the time i'm like in my and most people too are like in their head trying to like go through their set or whatever but then after i'm done i'm like okay now i want to like hang out yeah get get fucked up <laughs> i miss getting fucked up so much i know dude. what do you miss most about it um it is way better socially like sometimes i just start drinking because everyone is and then i'm like i struggle with yeah i feel like i'm more fun when i'm drinking that was it i wasn't really a social i was like a true alcoholic like i wanted to get out of the social situation as quick as possible so i could go home and drink as much as i wanted so you could go home and black out yeah this, by this, yourself. this one drink every half hour is not like it's i don't want to pace with it. these guys yeah like, i want to really do this um so i i just miss turning my brain off like yeah just nothing is i've never felt more content in my life than drinking an entire bottle of gin by myself and watching Oof, a gin like a dumb b-list action movie yeah like watching Rambo. a movie fucked up by yourself is like really nice like, getting out a little, couple snacks yeah. you know like you turn on rambo like just a dumb as shit movie yeah and you get so into it because you're blackout and you're just like watch out rambo the helicopter exactly and you, you like feel like you're in it it's great yeah you're yeah. suddenly in the movie 
Yeah, that is the nice thing about drinking. I've just been staying up too late where I'm like, this is fucking up my entire next day, you know? You got to do, because I was doing that too, especially when I first got sober. And what I started doing now is no matter what day it is, I have to wake up at 6 o'clock because I have a 7 a.m. AA meeting I need to go to every day. You go 7 a.m. to AA? So I go before work and then it doesn't get in the way of comedy after. Wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, I need something that would, like, get me up that early. But then sometimes you're thinking, you're like, oh, shit, like, if I went to bed at 4.30, like, maybe I shouldn't wake up at 7. No, because that's a good call. Because after a couple days of that, your body's just, like, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. just like, we're going to bed. Yeah. Your body learns. Because that's the thing. It's like, last night I got home from the casino at 3 in the morning. I I was like, I don't want to wake up at 6. So I'm on three hours of sleep right now. But, like, I had to. Yeah, that's insane. tonight I'm going to go to bed easy when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. So you had you have the AA meeting at seven, even on the weekends. Is it every day, Sundays too? Every day. Damn, is it crowded at the seven AM one? Yeah. So AA meetings are different, all of them. But I go to the meeting I go to because it's in a nicer town. I live in Bridgeport. I go like a couple towns over to the nice rich town. Okay. And so everyone there, it's like probably forty to eighty people, depending on the morning. Oh wow, that's a lot. And I am the youngest, poorest person by far. Really? In that meeting. It's a like, bunch of rich white people. Rich who old like, white men who yeah. have like 10, 20 years of sobriety, all of them own companies, all of them are showing Dude, up and like take me to this BMWs, AM Mercedes and shit in the parking lot, and then there's my falling apart Honda. <laughs> and I I need to go to this AA meeting, bro. Yeah, I'm just like everyone's nephew essentially, because they look at me and they're like, Hey kid what are you doing? Hey, kid. All right, you're doing good stuff. I'm, I'm proud of you, and this is what you need to do, and don't fuck it up. And that's I'm like, That's kind Thanks. of fun, though. Yeah. And that's, like, a good way to start your day, I feel like. Yeah. You no. know? Well, you know what it is? Because I am default setting a pretty negative person. Like, I don't have a lot of hope normally. I get yeah. very down on life and myself. So if As I, we all do. That's pretty much my default. Yeah, too. so I, I haven't up, been outside today. <laughs> we need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, but, that's but, part of the issue, too. But I wake up like that, and then... I go to the morning meeting, right? So, like, within the first hour of my day, I'm in the meeting, and the meeting is always all these guys that everyone gives me a hug, says they love me, asks me how I'm doing. We have good conversations. We joke around, and we read the the AA literature, which is all positive, like, self-improvement stuff. Yeah. Um, if you have something on your chest, you can share about it, get it out of your system so you're not thinking about it the rest of the day. And I just go through the rest of my day so fucking charged. Yeah, I feel dude. so good the rest of the days, The few days I've had to skip throws me off i feel horrible i know because it also it is kind of like therapy in a certain way and you get to do that every day i didn't know that was like a setup where people like start their day at the aa meeting i always picture it at night for some reason well most of them are i i had to find this meeting because i used to go to night meetings the problem was comedy i would miss a lot of them because i had to go to do comedy shows and the nights i didn't have shows i couldn't really go to mics or anything else because i had to go to the few aa meetings so it just like it wasn't working like I, i wasn't doing either properly i wasn't it was yeah. hurting comedy and it was hurting AA. So this system both can be done fully. Yeah. When it comes to AA, is there like a, like, are you straight, like, do you have to hit like three meetings a week? Is there like a rule? So there's no rule. The thing about AA is there's no rules, period. Everything is a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Really, the only rule is stay sober. Stay sober. Um, I, and everyone does it differently. I find for me personally, the way my mind works, I kind of really got to hit at least five meetings a week to stay sane. Really, it's better if I hit seven a week. You go every day. I go every day. And also, I like to think, because now I I got like almost 15 months at this point, 
So I'm at the point where like, um, thank you. I'm at the point where like, I'm kind of stable. My life's more together and I understand the program Yeah, because I've done a lot of the steps. So it's like now it's, it's still about helping myself, but a lot of days it's not about me. It's about a new person that came in that's been sober like a week that needs help. And it's some days it might just be me like helping them out all day. And, and that helps yeah, you. And that like, helps me. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. You do seem like you really have your shit together right now. You know, I'm trying. Yeah. Like way more than me in this Adidas tracksuit. What you talking? This apartment, you guys can't see this from the film necessarily. This is a gorgeous apartment. You I think it's kind of like has set up like a third grader set it up. You though. should see where I live and you will feel very different. Can you move to Jersey? What are you doing in Connecticut? What's keeping you there besides the AA meetings? So I'm very attached to my AA group. I'm attached to my synagogue I go to. And then right. and then the the last thing I would say is honestly just business wise, um I am not close to, but I can get to both Boston and New York with fair ease. And I do a lot of work up in Boston. I do a lot of work up in New York and then all over the New England area. Comedy, right? Yeah, comedy. So do it's you like, still have your day job? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. No, it's a good thing, honestly. So it, you, at least you have, like, you're making money and, like, able to do multiple things. You honestly get a lot done in the day, dude. I try. And you're converting to Judaism at the same time. Yeah. So what, like, what step are you right now? Like, in, what did you do today for your your rabbi? For my rabbi? Uh, so, right now, what we're doing is we're working through the Tanakh, which okay. um, I guess Christians would call the Old Testament. We don't call it the Old Testament because that implies that there's a New Testament, which we don't recognize. So, we use the Hebrew word for the book, which is the Tanakh. But the it's Tanakh, everyone. Shout out the Tanakh. Shout out the Tanakh. So, it's the Old Testament. So, basically, I'll go to... I'll go to um, synagogue which is very similar to like a church service you know the rabbi gets up and just reads part of the tanakh or the talmud and we just does like a little sermon on it you know and talks about it and that you know it's like a basic service yeah and then the other stuff i do is like right now we're working through the tanakh chapter by a book by book rather and almost like a study like a book like study debrief it yeah so analyze so it so he'll be like okay you've read all this like this this book this week and now we're going to talk about like what did you think what stood out to you and i have my little notebook where i took all my notes on it and i'm like well this part is interesting like what does this mean i have a question about this or right. i have an issue with this and mm -hmm. we, we discuss it yeah and like so when are you fully going to be a jew so that's the thing is there's no so first i it's weird because i view myself as jewish already um i view this as like a formality uh getting the official like paperwork for lack of a better word uh there's no time limit Mm -hmm. it, it's really, and there's not necessarily a list of things I have to complete on a checklist. It's, it's just not kinda, like Catholicism where you have to do the certain sacraments and then yeah. you're like in. It's just kind of like we're going to. Are you going to have a fucking bar mitzvah? So I won't have a bar mitzvah because I'm aged out of that. What I will have is what's called a mikvah. Fuck yeah. And a mikvah is where baptism comes from in Christianity. So you go to a naturally occurring body of water. It can be a lake. It can be a pond. It can just be rainwater that was collected. You just can't. Can't be, be a pool. Can't be a pool. It can't, it can't be, be like your uncle's above ground pool. Yeah. And you go and you submerge in it like a baptism and you come up and then when Damn. you come up, um, you're officially recognized by the Jewish community. Nice. And I have to go see before that on the same day, I have to go see a what's called a rabbinical council where they have like three rabbis sitting there that wow. I that aren't my rabbi, like that I didn't work with, like other three rabbis. 
to kind of come and talk to me to see scope you out. See, like, what have you been learning? Yeah, what have you because they have no bias. They've never met me, so they you just have gotta, to show yeah. up, like, trying to impress them. Like, can you come in the Adidas tracksuit and then just be like, yeah, like this guy's not it. Like, I probably wouldn't help me, but it, yeah, it's, it's going to be more about um understanding my spiritual condition and how I've been living my life and whether I'm keeping in track. Uh, with the commandments and the pact with Abraham and living a uh, kosher life. Okay. So you're kosher now. Yeah. What does that mean again? It means certain. So kosher means. is kind of because because if you go full ortho, I'm, I'm con- converting to a branch of Judaism called conservative Judaism. Okay. Um, and when did you decide to do this? I mean, probably about two years ago, I made the decision. I didn't really start doing the work until a year ago. Okay. So there was like a year of like. Being like, I'm Jewish, I don't need to like prove anything, and then I kind of yeah. thought about it. It's like, let's just make it official, you know? Right, you got to do the work. But, um, because if you go full Orthodox, they're very strict on their kosher. Right. Like, if if you use a plate that is a beef plate, and then... Can't touch. And if it touches fish, even by mistake, you have to go bury the plate outside. Really? Yeah, it's like crazy. I don't do that. I, I do um, kind of the middle ground, where it's like, I won't eat pork... I no pork. I don't eat um, shellfish or eel or squid. I basically can't eat any anything that comes out of the ocean that doesn't have scales. Okay. So no marine mammals, nothing like that. And I can't um, any mammals I eat. Land mammals have to have hooves and chew cud. Chew cud. Yeah. So I can't eat like any predators or anything like that. Okay. Um, and then they have to be like so you can eat beef. I can eat beef. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, like, I can't have cheeseburgers anymore because you can't mix, uh, you can't mix dairy and meat. Damn, dude. That was the hardest one. Yeah, just no cheese on your burger. That sucks. Because I was doing kosher light for a while where I just didn't eat pork and shellfish, and I was like, that's good enough. Yeah, there's so many rules if you're fully yeah. kosher. But then I talked to my rabbi, and he's like, listen, I understand what the comedy, because he knows I do comedy. Like, I understand yeah. what the comedy, you can't really observe the Sabbath, which is not ideal, but, like, we'll talk about that at a later date. Right. But if you're not going to observe, because I go to temple, but I'm not supposed to do anything. Like, I shouldn't technically be doing this podcast right now, because it's work, quote, Your unquote. rabbi would be pissed. He wouldn't be pissed, but he'd be disappointed. He'd be disappointed. He'd be like, did um, you do Who's That John the other day? I listened, and I saw you <laughs> on there, Chris. <laughs> Could you imagine if your rabbi uh, was listening to this right now? He's like, is that Chris? But, but yeah, so so... Like, I, I can't I have cheeseburgers. You can't. So he's like, you should really be actually kosher now. That's the so way that was kind of the bargain. You're like, since yeah. I can't do the Sabbath fully, I'll be fully kosher. Yeah, and it's brutal. It's yeah, that great. sounds terrible. I see you in a couple years, kind of bending those rules a bit. Well, once I'm in, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Oh yeah, so once you're fully in, you're no, good. I'll, I'll still eat kosher. What um what made you want to uh, fully become Jewish? Well. Because I've, uh, and I guess this isn't really like a popular stance in comedy, um, but I've always been like a pretty religious guy, which yeah. I don't, I didn't used to broadcast very much in comedy. Right. Now I just don't care. It's like, if you don't like it, it's whatever. Yeah, um, who cares? And I don't care what anyone else does. I'm not like one of those guys trying to convert anyone or being like, you should believe. No. You know? But it, it, it's like, so I was always like pretty religious, but then um, I just Christianity stopped making sense to me at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like everything in the New Testament, I didn't really like. I had a lot of issues with a bunch of different things, which we don't have to get into because they're all like weird philosophical like nuances. Yeah. And then um, really the big thing, which is not going to be a popular opinion for some listeners, I couldn't accept Jesus as the Messiah. The more I looked about 
and what they said the Messiah would do and what Jesus do were too different. Mm-hmm. And uh, what really got me was the Holy Trinity that, you know, Jesus basically was God incarnate on earth. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, that doesn't make anything he did miraculous. Also, I don't think that God would belittle himself enough to come down to earth in human form. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. So I, I kept like having this issue. At the time, I was a Quaker, which is like a weird, like hyper uh, sect of Christianity. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of the elders there, and he was like, listen, like, you know, we love you. It's so great to have you around, whatever. But like the things you have issues with, all the, Our the, core values yeah, the, for us. Well, it's not only that, but like, you know, specifically like hell and the devil and Jesus, like those are like my three main things I had an issue with. It's like none of like all the things you have issues with, like when you take them out of Christianity, you basically have rabbinical Judaism. So I think you might be Jewish. Like you should go check. That might be more of a fit for you. Yeah. And on a lark, I went and talked, not my current rabbi, but I talked to another rabbi and he got me pondering because I was like, okay, he said all the right things. That's weird. Right. And I started reading, um, you know, a lot of Jewish literature, listening to a lot of um, rabbis, you know, on YouTube and podcasts and stuff. And like my favorite rabbi to this day is this ultra orthodox rabbi, uh, Rabbi Manus Freeman, out in Crown. Shout out Manus Freeman. He's in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and okay. I want to. I, I you want to meet him? Want to meet him so bad? You should have him on your podcast. No, he's so famous. Really? He's like top tier. He's like one of the top rabbis. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, He's like doing numbers. I've emailed him several times. And really? He never gets back to Damn me. Damn it. And I know is, is he on Instagram? He is. Yeah, you should DM him. I have. You have multiple Nothing. times. Nothing. Well, I know he's got some assistant though. He's not actually, he's like an 80 year old man. He's not actually running, you know. But you got to shoot your shot. Got to shoot my shot. Yeah. But yeah, and so that's what started me for a year. I basically just like prayed Jewish. I kept mild kosher. Um, I did a bunch of other like Jewish stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I'm basically Jewish. And then. I talked to this rabbi, who's my rabbi now, just like because I had a question and he was the closest one. So I made office hours with him and met him. And he's like, well, you know, no one can really tell you who you are, right? If you think right. you're Jewish, I mean, that's your business. I'm not going to tell you you're not. But like you're kind of really missing a large part of being Jewish, which is being part of the community and going through all these kind of rites of passage mm-hmm. that are going to make you understand it a lot better. So I think you should really properly convert if you want to do this. And that was that. Wow. Good for you, dude. I feel like you're really doing the work, like really researching, like finding what religion you actually want to be. I feel like most people who even are like, quote unquote, super religious, like don't even know like the rules of their religion. You know, they just get but because that's the difference of being like born into it versus you actually were kind of like looking for what do I actually believe? Like you were doing the work, even though, even when you were saying that, I was like, I can't picture like ever doing that. Like, well, I kind of lucked out in that I grew up in a non-religious household. Right. So I didn't have a religion growing up. Like my mom said vague things about how like, I don't even know what religion my mom considered herself. But then, like, my stepdad came through and he wanted us to be Catholic, which was super bizarre to me. That's why I had, like, a, I was like, oh, I don't fuck with religion because I was, like, forced into it, you know, yeah. by this guy I wasn't even, like, related to. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of people's experience. But, like, my, my mom had vague notions that, like, Jesus was good and that was about it. Yeah. No, nothing else. Like, just Jesus is the best. Try yeah. to be like Jesus. And then my dad what was... What would Jesus do? Yeah, and then my dad was in a weird ayahuasca cult. Really? And I didn't like that at all. Like, what was, was that? Like, he was tripping ayahuasca, like, all regularly? Time. All the time. Wow. He had a dude. shaman. He would fly You're to kidding. Peru. Yeah. I want to do ayahuasca bad. Don't. 
No. Don't. Those people are evil. I'm not kidding. Like those people are evil. Your dad. Yeah. I just want to do it like once to like see what it's about. I like genuinely believe that shit is like demons. Like stay away from that shit. What about like shrooms? Do you fuck with shrooms at all? Well, you can't now. Yeah. Now that I'm sober, a bunch of dumb people are like, you can be sober and do psychedelics. Yeah, that's the new thing. It's It's like like, yeah, they count. You're breaking your sobriety. Stay away from that. Right. Um, but like you lost your privilege when you ruined your life. Like you don't have to do that. Exactly. But I hate psychedelics, and I used to do a ton of psychedelics. Yeah. So I'm not like casting aspersions. Like mm-hmm. I used to. There was like a two year period where I did them way too much, like all the time. What is the sober? Sorry to interrupt you, yeah, but yeah. what is the sober community? What's their take on like prescription drugs? So that's so it varies. Like, what about like antidepressants and shit? Yes. Or, like because benzos are probably tough. Like too. I've actually met people who are like it's gonna fuck with my sobriety like if i take this yeah so it really depends because every meeting is different because there's no like central governing body of aa it's mm-hmm. i mean there is but they don't really tell they don't do anything mm-hmm. it's it's all these individual meetings that make kind of their own rules um by like group decision um and what there are called steering councils which you can only be on for six months mm-hmm. and you, you pretty much everyone's on it at some point if you're in the meeting long enough uh so it's just kind of like depends on your group, and it also really has to do with what your sponsor thinks because you chose your sponsor to guard your sobriety and help you, so you'll talk about it. But like, it's kind of the the rule in my group because my group's pretty hardcore because that's yeah. what I fucking needed because I was gonna die. You're an all or nothing guy I, too, hundred percent. Like. Yeah, you, that's kind of how I am too. It's like I'm either doing this or I'm not. Well, I went to a bunch of pussy, AA but groups. that's also addict mentality. Yeah, too. I went to a bunch of pussy AA groups that were all about their feelings and like how you can do whatever and smoke weed and that doesn't count and shit. And I was like, fuck this. So I found a bunch of old grizzly guys yeah from like the 80s that are like if you all or nothing all or nothing they're like if someone's like i want to like smoke weed be california sober they're like okay you want to fucking die Mm -hmm. you want to fuck because that's what'll happen you want to die like they're that they take it serious yeah and you need someone to talk to you that way too Sometimes you need like a fucking 80 year old divorced dude screaming at you in order to make moves well no and i agree with them because like i'm went to that group because not to judge anyone's addiction because everyone's at different points and had their own experience but like i really was at a point where like if i kept going the path i was for like another six months i would probably be dead yeah and a lot with the of the, drinking yeah, or with, with the, like well no because darkness the darkness because yeah. the problem is the drinking allowed me to stay in that darkness and like i was gonna kill myself like i had yeah. a plan i had suicide i had several drafts of my suicide note all over the apartment and uh Luckily, some friends who were comics that were in the program that were sober. Like, right. Noticed. I remember you telling me yeah, this. Yeah, they, they came over and they were just like, listen, man, we love you. Um, we're worried about it, you. Yeah, it was fun at first. Like, it was, ah, Chris has a problem, but, like, w- you're going to kill yourself. Yeah, like, this like, isn't funny. You got to at least try this before you do that. And yeah. thank God I did. Completely changed my life. 100%. Shout out to those guys, too. Yeah, shouts out. Yeah, that, um, and I think honestly, the community aspect of, do you feel like there is like a pattern for you? Cause it seems like you gravitate towards these like certain communities, whether it's like religion or like the AA meetings. Do you think that's like one of the primary aspects of like what makes a difference in your life? hundred percent. And I think and comedy too. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I grew up like my parents we're both alcoholics. Mm-hmm. They were also workaholics. Like they ran their own business and were never around. Like I don't really have a lot of memories of doing stuff with my parents growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, and they tried their best. I'm not like hating on them, but yeah. it's just like it was what it was. For sure. So like I kind of raised myself. I had like internet, unrestricted internet access from like the fourth grade. 
So I kind of got raised by the computer. You were an internet guy. Yeah. I got raised by the computer, and so... What was your go-to on the internet? Like, were you, like, a Club Penguin guy? Were you, like, a YouTube guy? I liked um, YouTube a lot when that did come out, and before that, there were a bunch of weird little forms I was yeah, on. Yeah, I could see you being a chat room guy. Because even now, I feel like yeah. you're a big Reddit guy. I'm not. No? Well, because back you in the day... You me as a Reddit man. Back in the day, I was a 4chan guy. Okay, what is 4chan? I've heard this a lot. I thought it was like a Bitcoin. <laughs> so so 4chan is uh, an image slash messaging board. It's just a form, you know, yeah. like like kind of um, a simple. So, you, so similar to Reddit, like you yeah. look up something and then you're in that like sort of chat room? No, so Reddit is um, a collection of forms. So mm-hmm. each subreddit is like their own form that gets hyperlinked to the main uh, thing of reddit so yeah. actually what they did with reddit in terms of organization was genius um i don't like it now but it, like when it first started it was pretty cool uh, before it got like really police statey but yeah but like 4chan was you in its purest form because it's changed over the years i don't really use it nowadays um but like back when i used it in like middle school and high school uh you just go on and there'd be a, a you open up 4chan there'd just be a wall of like different things Right, different categories. So there was like different a different topics. Yeah, there was like a video game one. There was like a movies one. You there find was, your group. Yeah, you just go in there and you click on that and it takes you. And what it is is just a wall, right? And there's like 10 pages or so. Mm-hmm. And so when you make a post, it knocks everything down. So the last one gets knocked off. So there's no record. Like eventually it goes away and all the posts are anonymous. You don't have accounts. So oh, you just okay. post anonymously. So you can't even like message people if you wanted to. You just reply to them on the the thread. Wow. So if the original poster said something you didn't like, you'd be like at whatever number their post was. Like, uh, you're a fucking idiot. That's actually wrong. Yeah. And then they would go under you and tag your whatever anonymous number it was. Because it was also different numbers for every thread. For every thread, yeah. Yeah. So you'd only have that number for that thread. So then it was like, no, actually, you're a fucking idiot. And it was such a toxic, uh, Yeah, it sounds place. toxic because you just can say whatever the fuck you want. Well, I used to hang out on um, the weapons board a lot. Uh-oh. No, I know that sounds like School that. I know board. it sounds like that, but it wasn't. It was very deceptive. <laughs> so because what most people think of when they think of 4chan is uh, B, which was the random board where you'd see all like the fucked up stuff. Yeah. And I didn't want to. You'd like, see the QAnon like crazy. Yeah, QAnon incels. crazy stuff, incel stuff, gore stuff, like all the shit I didn't want to see. I was like, I'm going that. Yeah. So I'd go to the weapons board and it would mainly be. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the weapons board much better. Well, no, because it would like there'd be some like actually like really mature debates about calibers and guns yeah and second I was, amendment yeah, shit like that. but like i was also in like the fifth grade so i didn't want to talk about that but like yeah were, why did you why did you choose well, that one because because there would be all this stuff about history on it right Cause, cause, and you're a big history buff i know that because because later on in like high school they made their own um history board mm-hmm. on a uh, 4chan before it was just the weapons board in the early days so i would just go on the weapons board and people would talk about history and i'd be like Oh, this Napoleon guy sounds cool. What's that about? And, like, it was all older people. Like, that was where all the old guys hung out. So, like, some 45-year-old in Wyoming would be like, Oh, kid, if you like Napoleon, (laughs) you should read this book. And I'm like, thanks. Send me an Amazon link. And then I go get my mom to, like, get me the Napoleon book. And I just be, where'd you find out about this book? Oh, some old guy says name was Rich from Wyoming. Mom, the weapons board on 4chan. Come on, get with it. Now he's, like... Cut to him like being one of the guys in your AA meetings. Yeah, well, no, I, all those guys probably joined militias exactly. later in life and attacked the federal building. So a hundred percent. 
So you were more of a 4chan person. Yeah. So that's I spent a lot of my time being raised by 4chan, which was not healthy. That did not make me popular in middle school or high school. No. So I spent a lot of my youth alone. And then I was a straight edge kid, too, because both my parents were alcoholics. So I was never going to touch anything. Really? So, yeah, when I went to Syracuse. My I first- was the opposite. I was, like, thirsty, like, for that booze. I was, like, when is, like, can we start doing this? No, because my parents were, like, alcoholics when I was growing up. So, like, it wasn't like yeah. they were sober. It was, like, so I saw that. I was, like, I'm never being oh, that fucking sure. person. Like, I had to tuck, like, tuck my parents in the bed. And, like, yeah, fucking, you had to really, like, take care of that. Yeah, take care of my younger brother because they just weren't paying attention to him. Right. And so, like, I was straight edge. My first year at college I was at Syracuse University shout out shout out love Syracuse and mixed feelings um but <laughs> you didn't stay there right well no because I only went there because like I was a legacy there like my great grandfather was like a huge deal there yeah so like I was always gonna go there and like I didn't have the grades to get in I wasn't like a particularly good student you knew you were like I'm gonna get in Syracuse because well, the blood runs deep because like we don't have the same last name because it was on my mom's side mm-hmm. but there's a section because it's one of those old blue blood schools yeah where it's like do you have any um, names of relatives or notor- notable people that you'd like um, put you want to put on this for consideration on your application which is basically like yeah it's who like, do you know yeah and so I, I put um, I put John Noble which is the name of my great-grandfather, who was a huge deal at shout that school. Out, shout out, shout John out, John Noble. Noble. Has like, <laughs> to this day, if you go there, there's a huge portrait of him in one of the buildings. Oh, wow, so you're there's, in. Yeah, there's a study lounge named oh, the Noble dude. Study Lounge. If there's like a library or a lounge, yeah, yeah. dude, you're going there for free. So, so no, they gave me no money. But, really? Well, yeah, because they're just like, listen, your family was important here one time. So Were your grades bad? I feel like you would do well in school. I had like a 3-2, which isn't like... It's pretty average. It yeah. wasn't like it's like all B's. It wasn't crazy. Um, but yeah, so I went there just because I was like I was always gonna go there. I knew I could get in and my parents wanted me to go for like legacy. Right. because so, that's where they met, that's where my grandparents met, that's where my great grandparents worked for years. Wow. So so I go there, everyone it's a party school. I didn't know that. It is a party Fucking school. Fucking party school. I'm straight edge for the whole first year, yeah. so nobody liked me. Nobody liked you. Like, who is this fucking nerd? Yeah wants to talk about history all the time. yeah exactly so i got laid a lot that first <laughs> yeah. year was like you were crushing hey ladies want to hear, hear about this napoleon book yeah <laughs> like not so much it's funny because nowadays i feel like the narrative has shifted like you could pick up girls that way like girls like i feel like are more interested in the guys who are like interested in weird shit and like have multiple things that they're doing now not my i mean listen I do okay for myself, but it's not, I got to do a lot of work. You know, yeah. it's not like I'm just strolling up to babes like, hey, what do you think of like the Congo crisis of 68? <laughs> Wasn't that kind of wild what Mad Jack and his mercenaries did down there? <sighs> and they're just kind of like, um, are you going to kill me? Like, what's going, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, I'm dead. And the comedy, you'd think the comedy would help. That's what I'm so dumb that when I got into comedy, I was like, it does help. What are you talking? It gives you points for sure for girls. No, gives me like negative points. No, same for men. Negative points. No, No, girls like a guy that's funny and they are impressed. I can even tell by watching like girls in the audience. Listen, here's here's what I'll say. They're interested by it. Listen, here's what I'll say, because I've had a guy. Maybe I'm just dated by my personal experience because I I've seen a couple girls where things are going well, right? And who knows? Maybe it was another reason. 
I don't lead with I do comedy. Right? Never. I don't lead with that. So we'll go on a couple dates. And then, you know, it'll just because it's so much a part of my life. It's what I do like I know, seven nights a week. I know. It's hard to not mention So it. it'll come up eventually. Right. You know, like, oh, I, I do comedy. Or they will follow you on Instagram. Or they'll find me on Instagram. Yeah. And then it's like... Here we go. It's always a polite. They always pretend they're cool with it. And then in the, the relationship or, you know, whatever, us dating quickly declines almost immediately after that. Yeah. It's, well, I think yeah. they, is it that they come see you do comedy and then don't hit you up? No, I won't let them. Yeah. Okay. That's different. I was like, maybe they just don't like your comedy, dude. But also I think it's tough once you realize dating a comedian, like how much, then you start realizing that you do sometimes get put on the back burner and some people just can't handle that. Well, I think because, you know, again, it, and this is all my personal experience, right? So maybe it's different for other people. And yeah. maybe it's just the women I happen to end up with. Who knows? But I've seen two things happen for for some women. It's like they see I do comedy. Right. And they're because you know, I'm not I tend to date women around my age. I'm 29. So, like, I'm not trying to pick up like 20 year olds, you know, yeah. uh, you know, um, and I'm, I'm usually looking for like a relationship. I want something serious. I'm not right. just trying to be like out, whatever. You're not just trying to like fuck a bunch of shit. Yeah, no, that's just, I've never been that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like, so if I'm seeing you, it's, it's with the idea that I could see myself dating you and then potentially like, you know, getting married or whatever in the future, mm-hmm. way down, you know? Um, so like, if I don't see a future with you, we're probably not going to see each other that long. Yeah. So, so, that's the idea I have, and they tend to be the same minded, right? Because you tend to attract people that you know be on the same page. So if you're a woman that's say my age, you're 29, mm-hmm. we both want to have a long term relationship. You know, maybe get married, maybe have kids in the future, whatever. That's that's way in the future. But way like, that's, in the future. That's but what you're, you're thinking, thinking about. about. That's in the back of your mind. Like I'm getting to that age where I got to figure that out. And you, then, you say it's in the back of your mind, but really, with all of us, it's like kind of in the forefront. No matter what, like you're still yeah. thinking. Like even when you first meet someone, you're like, could I see myself with this person? Exactly. You know. And so that's the problem. Is once they find out how to do comedy, they're like. This guy's 29 and he spends every night driving to like Jersey and Boston to do stand up comedy. Yeah, I will say that now that you say it like that, sometimes it is. They're like, this guy's a tough. fucking loser. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> how is this like? It's, yeah. A lot of girls get worried if it's going to be like sustainable. When are we going to go on dates? Because that's another tough thing. Oh, like, well, no. Where do you like make time for like actual dates? So that was the other end of the spectrum, right? Because I was seeing this girl for a little bit for like three months and it you was, can burp on my pot I too. you know that you can let it rip yeah but we i was, burp all the time i was seeing this girl for like three months um you know this this last year and i really liked her we were hitting it off it was going great good vibes you know and good was, vibes only you know but it got to the point where like you know the first couple dates i like really went out of my way to make sure i could make them work right and like kind of like adjusted comedy to it because like i really yeah. like this girl it's like make this work whatever you have to and then and she was really supportive of the comedy she thought it was the coolest thing on earth she right she, i think it depends on the person too, well yeah and for she, sure she found i didn't give her my instagram she found my instagram and like saw my stuff and thought it was really funny which i was worried about but she's like no i think it's really cool and like mm-hmm. whatever and i'm like awesome this is going great yeah but then it came to the point where like i legitimately couldn't see her for like three weeks because of comedy because con- like just nothing lined up and then she had some stuff in her schedule Damn, that couldn't so move fizzled so then we get to like week four and it's like okay finally we can you know go on a date with her and she's just like but has there been a long break because well, sometimes that's the demise that well, break well no the issue was she was like well listen like i've been enjoying seeing you but it's like 
is this normal? Because like I know, was this like a crazy? Did you do a festival or something? Was this like a crazy <laughs> three weeks that we couldn't go? You're on like, any no, days? this is pretty normal. And I'm like, no, this is pretty normal actually. Though like two months before we saw each other all the time, like that was unusual. I was really like kind of hindering. slow month. That yeah. was a slow month. I was hindering myself. Yeah, to do that. you're like I like left a couple dms on red yeah and then so she's just like um so like what do you see like our schedule being and i was like listen i'll be honest with you i'll keep sundays open and we can see each other every sunday and outside then, of that the pod well because well, i do that during the day so it's like <laughs> it's like so outside of that though i'm gonna be honest with you it's gonna be very rare we see each other any other night just because of comedy it's tough and but she, i would ideally want to date a man like that well no once she, a week is like perfect for me and she was mature she was like well listen that's not really you know i'm looking to like build a life get married in the future like that's probably not going to work for me i was like all that right would be perfect and we were both we were both mature and we were just like all right sucks and that was the end of that so like that, those are the two either you can't see them enough right or they think you're a fucking loser because you do comedy i don't think comedy really helps me at all in the dating market you know it depends on the girl but yeah. i know what you mean in uh. terms of the lifestyle yeah but like being a funny dude definitely helps for sure you know, girls want to laugh. And if they do, if you do comedy, they're probably like, oh, like he's going to make me laugh. But yeah, once you realize the reality yeah. of like, especially at like your level of doing comedy, it's like, oh shit, he's going to be gone like every well, night. Like I'm at the point where I, I can't afford to really say no to a lot. Yeah. Like I'll say no to That's some stuff. That's my thing. I say yes but... to everything because I have to. And obviously you've been doing it so much longer, but I like, I almost want to be like doing more, you know? Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like, even though I can say no to some stuff, it's like, if I don't have anything else on the schedule and it's not insulting, like, you know, if they're giving me a decent amount of time, the pay is good, it's not like an insult, what they're offering me. It's yeah. like, if I don't really want to do it, it's like, well, what else am I doing? I'm going to do comedy. It'll make me better. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah. I don't have, like, I would rather be doing comedy than, like, going than on, anything. like, dates. You than know anything. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't been dating much as a result of that. You know what I mean? Well, so now my new plan. Is I just What's want your new plan? My new plan. Let's hear it. Can, it. can you come up with a plan for me, too? I'll help you with that. Don't okay. worry. We'll get to that next. I got an idea. What time is that? I don't want to keep you from your show. Because I kind of have to pee, too. Ooh. I, I do think I actually have to leave. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Like, I want to hear your plan, though. Okay, so my plan is because, like I discussed, dating the last couple of years has been difficult because mm-hmm. of that. Right. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, from now on, I'll, I'll go on a first date with a woman, okay. right? And we'll make it a long date. We'll do. We'll be weird. We'll, we'll do dinner. Be like a four-hour date. Oh wow! Okay. This is my new plan. Be I like f- this, and I'll prepare them in advance. Like, hey, it's gonna be a long night. Prepare. Yeah. Four-hour date. We'll do like dinner, a long discussion. You know, drinks. I'm not gonna drink alcohol, but you know, drinks after yeah, 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 coffee yeah. or whatever. And then at the end of it, just be a listen. We'll see if it's a fit. After that, it's like, hey, do you think this is going well? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I do too. Let's. I have a busy schedule. Why don't you just move in? Hey. Just move in right now, and then that way I can see you every night. Yeah. Because that, that'll so be So this would be right after the four-hour date. Right after the four-hour date, you decide whether if you, you want to move in, in with me or if we never talk again. Yeah. And that's my new plan, because then that and way... And then you're like, and I have complete control over you as well, and the doors will be locked at all <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, because then that way it works perfect, because every night I get home, I have an hour or two before I go to bed. That'll be us time. And you're like, that's strictly sex. And, and then we go to bed. And then we go to bed. And, and then you're kind of my sleep. <laughs> believe me, any anyone who's seen me in a relationship, the, the woman is not the slave. Oh, no. I, no, I, I'm joking. That I would am, be like. I am the slave. <laughs> <laughs> you're a simp. 
Kind of. Well, I used to be much worse. You just fall in love very quickly. I do. I it's see a, that it's with a you. problem. Because <laughs> I just think I used to be really bad about like the simping stuff, and then I got burned enough times, and I'm like, okay, we're not, this just isn't good for anyone. Yeah. But the problem is, like, uh, when, when I am with someone, I very much want them to be happy. I'm and a you caretaker. like them, yeah. yeah. So that will lead to me... Yeah, we had yeah, this conversation on the phone too. How yeah, that yeah, yeah. sometimes like turns girls off too. Yeah, that's not great either. We need to have our phone calls more because now I can you okay quickly. What should my plan be? Because okay. I want a guy who wants to just hang out once a week. Too. Okay, so that's that's my question. Because I have very like like you know some girls get latched on and they're like oh like I want to see you all the time. Like I'm very much so not like that. Like I feel like I have like kind of masculine energy mm. myself. So I ideally would want a guy who. Yeah, one staying out once a week, and that's it. And then you even like have so, it on the back burner. What what I'll say about that, right? And it's possible because I don't think this is male or female, right? I, I'll just say for people in general, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna just just say people in general. We're gonna generalize. Gonna generalize. Man, woman doesn't matter. I think we're all kind of the same on a base level with relationships in this sense. Okay, don't get crazy liberal on. I'm not gonna w- get crazy. Gender's a construct. I, I won't, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm but like. So obviously, I would assume you want to date a quality person, right? Someone yeah. that's got their shit together is is you know relatively attractive, into you, committed. You know, yeah. they're not sleeping around talking to other girls, right? Like I would assume that's what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely so, attractive. So, um, so if that's what you're looking, they for, they don't have to have their shit together necessarily. I just like a person who's like into something. Okay, so okay. they don't need to be like super successful or like. Sometimes I like a little like. People have some like okay. some work to do, you know, because then it makes me like intimidated if someone's like really fucking on their okay, shit. But let's just put it this way: you want a quality person, whatever quality that, whatever person. that means to you. Yeah, it's a little different for everyone. Yeah, over six feet. If if you want a qu- <laughs> quality person, that has disqualified me from so many relationships <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, if you want a quality person, man, woman doesn't matter, and you have this person. Understandably, if they're a quality person, they're gonna other people. They're gonna draw attraction from other people. Other people could be interested. Now I you, like that too. Now you want to make them an offer that they can't refuse. No, this is the offer you're now making them, with the way with the way you're saying it's like, hey, so let's be in a committed relationship. I know you got other options, other stuff going on in your life. Uh, we're only gonna see each other once a week. Yeah. Now that makes sense to us as comics, or maybe someone who's a musician who does other stuff with their time. But most people that I know. Go to work and they go home and hang out with their significant they other. They want to lurk. Like, they they want to hang out with, with their si- significant I other. I can't handle that. I also need alone time. Yeah. So if, major. You're, if you're making this offer to this person of like, hey, I can see you once a week and I'm your only person, a lot of people are going to go, no, I want my person to be with me all the time. Like, that's not a very good offer for me. Right. I'm going to go talk to one of these other people that can offer me mm-hmm. six, seven days a week. Yeah. So it's that's going to be hard. Yeah, what is the difference? I cannot imagine like having someone constantly oh, like being here. See, I'm like I'm that. Yeah, I'm that. I'm person. not. I, I wanna... really value my alone time almost too much. So no, I'm that's like... that's I hate being alone. That's why I want to move in immediately. So it's like, listen, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to give up comedy. So what we're going to do to get around that to spend as much time as possible, guys, we're just going to live together from. You know, yeah, starting date too. I think that's. The I will say there's a lot of things though yeah. about like immediately or like living with someone. Sometimes that's how you get to know someone best, and like that quality time is like way more natural. You get yeah. to know them quicker, you know, because you don't have to like, like go a on a bunch of dates date where they're on yeah. their best behavior. Exactly, you get this, to yeah. see like who they really are. So listen, if there's any ladies listening and anything, does I'd... anyone do any of the Johnnies want to move in with Chris? There's a spot open. He, you heard the proposal. But listen. 
And, He's giving you an offer you can't refuse. Listen, if any ladies are out there and you've been wooed by me during this podcast and all, all, all they, my They, like, charisma, honestly should be. You really sold yourself well on this podcast, and you uh, did carry it. Like, I didn't even have to do much. But So, here, you're going to DM me? I'm Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. Just send Chris me. Chris Warren Comedy, baby. Send me a DM. We'll work out the details. If I have to relocate to New Jersey, we can make that work, maybe. Uh, or you yes, can relocate Jersey to Connecticut. Jersey bitches, please hit up Chris because I want him to move here. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll go on that first four-hour date. We'll treat it like an interview. We'll answer all the big questions like, do you want kids? You should like, probably record it, yeah. Yeah, we'll record it so I can look back at the notes yes, later. Yes, exactly. All very normal, healthy You're going to need to run it by like some of your AA, your sponsor, yeah. maybe. I'll send you a tape and you tell yes, me, does this, I this need chick to have hear. good vibes? For you know? sure. Yeah, yeah. I need to definitely yeah. maybe interview her myself, too, for the questions you're forgetting. Yeah, that's what I'll do after the first date. If it's a yes from me and a yes from her. I need to vet her, Then for she's sure. got to go through all my friends. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But... I do have to get running. I do apologize. No, you're good. That was fucking amazing. And thank you for coming. And we're going to we're gonna find this lady. But yeah, follow me, Chris Warren Comedy, on Instagram. I got all my show dates up there. And if you want to check out my podcast, I do the You Should Be Worried podcast with uh, my friends Matt Lopes and Ben Kirsch, also very funny comics, uh, every Wednesday. So check us out. Fuck yes, dude. And you don't have guests on that, right? Um, we're considering it in the future, but right now, we're just still figuring out our thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Loved it. I actually learned a lot about you. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Of course, dude. I know. I'm getting back into the podcast.